0: It's a little under the lights insert. Um, we wanted to grab Tony Barrett and he's a very busy man. So we've done it slightly earlier than the show. Uh, Tony, I'm sure you'll know, is head of club and supporter liaison at Liverpool FC. And, I mean, Tony, it's a massive game for the club, isn't it? It's a huge game on and off the pitch. And and this is what you want. This is what you want from a, from a Liverpool season to be late April, early May still with something really exciting to play for.
1: it is. There was, there was
0: a tweet not long, long back, a
1: lad, a lad. I know Paul Anderson, he goes everywhere at Liverpool and he, he tweeted that. Uh, he just wants to still be in the Champions League when the, the light night's coming because <laughs> it just feels a little bit more exciting you know what yes. it means we've be been here before obviously big games uh, last end of the season you know what to stake uh, and from being outside the club I always knew how big these games were don't get me wrong being a supporter being a shit, you, you, you're as tuned as anyone to to how big these matches are but being the other side of the defence and being inside the club as it weird? and you see just how much effort and Uh, time goes into preparing these games it's absolutely enormous Uh, and this is what we want this is what we want I've hardly seen my kids this weekend but I do want that (laughs) there's no offence to them I want to see them as much they're probably the same Tony but other
0: than this
1: weekend I I do want these these times where Liverpool Football Club is so massive and the games are so big that there's nothing else you've got no time for anything
0: else in your life because that's what we're in it for if you're not in it for that there's no point being at Liverpool Football Club and do you and other people within the club sense that the people are noticing more what we're doing as well so all around Europe maybe that you know in Madrid Barcelona they're saying like you know Liverpool are back here
1: yeah that, well that, that is the way they are on us I always think that Liverpool that's the case anyway I think we are a global superpower I don't think we've always punched that weight uh, but I think we are punching that weight now and you look at some of the coverage from the Man City games and I know the Spanish papers in particular were, were, were blown away by the crowd and the big pieces written in Spain about how the Anfield crowd feels. It can actually not just be at these games and participate, in, yeah. but, but actually can, can shape destiny. And, and that, that is a, a thing that's now, now an idea that's taking shape in Europe. So it's not just those of us who go to the match and stand there thinking that. In Europe, they're thinking this is what Liverpool fans believe. And I just think that's an enormous weapon to have. Yeah. There's not another club in Europe. There's not another club in the last four who anyone's looking at thinking their support is actually going to play an active role in what happens? At Liverpool, that's the case, and it is. It's one of our greatest senses of a club.
0: Yeah, I mean the the atmosphere in, in the ground we know will be electric here, and, and, and people kind of bring it. Last time I was obviously there's a bus meet and things like that. And I know that the manager spoke out afterwards about, about what happened with the Man City bus. And for us fans, I think it's it's finding the it's in the balance, is it? From look, we don't want to be, you know. You know, no one's ever going to roll the red carpet out for an opposition. You want it to be an intimidating place to come, but it it, it tipped over the edge last time for me. And, and what what was annoying for me is well, it obviously annoyed the manager. And so if they if they're thinking, you know, he, he said he arrived at the game and and we had this thing, or oh, wasn't that brilliant? you saw what happened to the city bus, and kind it of took the edge off a bit. And, and you don't want that for the players. You want them just just going in with a real positive feel. Yeah, it's
1: it, it's one of those where it, it, there is a difficult balance on yeah. these because. Uh, the atmosphere has to be hostile, and I don't use that word apologetically. Inside on field, it yeah. has to be hostile in a football supporter sense. You have to make your players feel like they're indestructible. You have to make the opposition players feel vulnerable in a football sense. And that is something that Liverpool sports have done over the years. And, and again, I'll, I'll say that I, I don't think the supporters do that in the way that we do. And the, If you speak to John Terry about Chelsea in 2005, he'll tell you he's never played in a hostile yeah. atmosphere that. But that, that stay within the boundaries of that legitimate football support and hostility that we yeah. want to see every time. Not just European games, every game Liverpool are at, are at home. Uh, it did, listen, there's no there's no getting away getting away uh, around it. The, what will happen before the Man City game is not what anyone wants to see. And I've, I've seen people suggesting that this actually helps the team, it doesn't, it actually disrupts preparation. preparation. Because in the build-up, you had the Liverpool manager having to feel questions on what's happened in the Man City Yes, yeah. You had the, the Liverpool manager having to apologise on behalf of the club because he's the one who's facing the media. Yeah. You had the Liverpool manager having to deal with Pep Guardiola, who's clearly upset. So all those issues, yeah. aren't, they don't actually, actually help the team's cause. I know people think, that in a perverse way, that it does, it doesn't. It makes things so much more difficult at all. So you have days and days of... I felt like we couldn't enjoy what happened at Anfield on, against Manchester City because the, the media focus was so much on what had happened to City's bus. And, and that is, again, something we don't want. You want Anfield, I'll repeat this over and over again, you want Anfield to be a place where people don't want to play football. Yeah. But we need them to arrive safely so we can play football. Yeah. And that, it's got to be that simple. And, and listen, let's not forget, we've got a second leg still to come. We've got to go to Rome. We, we want these two tyres, the two legs to pass without any kind of incident And... The, and with Liverpool getting through, so if we, if, we, if we can all focus on that, making Anfield, getting to Anfield daily, supporting the team. If you going to welcome the bus, just focus on Liverpool's bus. Don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. Support our team again, the ground. Support the team again.
0: And presumably, as well, it's it's something that Liverpool could get in trouble for, even more trouble for, kind of eventually as well. And that's something we we need to we need to be focused on as a, as a supporter base, early
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't think it, I, I, sh- I don't think I should overstate that. Yeah, it, it is definitely an issue. It's something that's. The charges are being laid. Liverpool will have to answer those charges. UEFA and past experience tells us that there'll be some sort of punishment meted out. The fines, fines are the obvious element, but the the other element, and the one that worries me most is, uh, if this kind of thing happens again, UEFA to have the power to close past past the ground. Now I haven't seen how much people want to see these games if we were in a situation where people are actually not able to get in because we've had incidents outside the ground, that's disastrous for everyone. Yeah. We want full houses. We want Anfield to be vocal. We want people who as many people as possible to get in. Uh, and I know there have been issues with tickets and I know there's a lot of disappointed people, but we don't want really to get to a position where there's more disappointed yeah. people because than there already are because of things that happened outside the ground. And, and uh, listen, I'm... I, I'm always adamant that people at football clubs shouldn't tell supporters how to behave. My only message would be, let's be the best that we can be, and let's be the best that we can be in the ground. And if you're going to be outside the ground, support our coach. The players do love it. There's no question about it. The players have all tweeted links, shown the videos yeah. of, of what it's like at And they all say how magnificent the supporters. And, and the players think Roberto Firmino said he, was, he had tears in his eyes coming to the ground. That is, that is a brilliant thing. Yep. There's no getting away from that. The coach welcome in itself is a brilliant thing, but it needs to stay within the boundaries and it needs to focus on our coach and no one else's.
0: just want to get you on a couple of other things while you're here, Tony, if you, if you, if you don't mind. If, um, the first one is the away ticket prices are very high and... Roma haven't done anything wrong in that the the charge of their home members, I think it is the same or, or general sale was the same. So they've not they've not we saw an instant with, with I think Man United recently where, where the 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 club he would playing, I can't remember who it was now After but had to had to basically change it because they were being charged more. So we'll be in charge the same as the Roma fans, but it still is very high. I'm just wondering if you can shed any light on what discussions there's been that you've been involved in with Liverpool around how to deal with that because Arsenal are going to Athletic Madrid, and the, the club have decided they want they're going to subsidise the fans, um, which you know is is a great thing, but is not a long term solution. Um, have you have you been involved, or do you know any discussions that have gone on in Liverpool about anything that they would like to do to 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 basically ensure that Liverpool you know are charged a fairer price in the future?
1: Yeah, and this is this is an issue that that it listens probably going on for a longer time than, than this year. It's I know yeah. Bayern Munich have been big on this. Uh, Bayern Munich have actually uh, won a couple of cases. Uh, I think Anderlecht had to, to pay money back to Bayern Munich fans. I know that after we played Sevilla and they put prices up for us, I think they end up putting them down for Bayern uh, part, probably because we made it clear that we were impressed and, and Bayern also said that they weren't impressed and there's a bit of a back history of Bayern and Bayern increasingly powerful on this issue. So uh, Obviously Arsenal did take the decision to subsidise and, and Again, I'm not here to tell people that they don't. They shouldn't think that their ticket should be cheaper. Uh, my position on ticket prices has been established over a long period of time. I'm not about to be a hypocrite on that. What I would say is that the club's position on this is very clear, is that they think the subsidies in general are wrong. Uh, they think that subsidies would, would actually set back the cause of support to travel abroad because what UEFA wants is they want clubs to sort these issues out between themselves. They want this problem to go away. So... When I know Manchester United had this issue with Sevilla as well, and uh, it was re- resolved by United to and ticket price for their own, but putting prices up for Sevilla. But for UEFA, that was fine. Now, two sets of t- t- football sports have paid much more for the ticket than they should have done. Yeah. But as far as United were concerned, this, uh, UEFA were concerned, this was fine. Liverpool's view is the only way to, to uh, bring about change and long lasting, meaningful change is to have a cap on prices that subsidies won't change anything. If you if subsidies this year will mean that subsidies next year, UEFA won't change it. UEFA will allow it to carry on because the situation's been resolved. It's been resolved between clubs and the supporters aren't kicking up a stink because they've had their ticket prices subsidised. But as someone's pointed out to me, if you start subsidising, the next move is, they can put the ticket prices up still further. Yeah. In the knowledge that A, the sports will pay it, and B, the other club will, will pay. So... Liverpool's position is, we need this to go away permanently. So Liverpool has been speaking to UEFA extensively, and I can't tell you who's been involved, but it has been at a very, very high level. And following those discussions, UEFA have agreed that, well, they've actually told Liverpool they are sensitive about this issue, to use the word that was used to us. And they've agreed to our requests to set up a ticket price working group, which will look at this issue specifically, because UEFA don't want this carrying on it's needed this challenge by Liverpool and it's the reason why they set up this ticket working, they didn't set it up after United subsidised tickets or after Arsenal subsidised, they did set it up after pressure from Liverpool, so I'm again, I'm not going to sit here and say the supporters who are paying £73 for a game for Roma shouldn't be upset that they're paying £73 especially when the Roma fans who come to Anfield are probably paying £48 but what I will say is that the club are doing everything in their power to make sure that this is, isn't the norm, that this stops happening uh, because if it doesn't stop happening supports will carry on being ripped off. And as much as Arsenal may subsidise this time, United may subsidise last time, if this becomes the recurring theme, subsidies won't continue because English clubs will not pay £150,000 a time just to bail out the fact that European clubs are overcharging English fans. So we either get this sorted or we don't. And I think that's Liverpool's position. Get Let's get it done.
0: Just to finish on a positive, um... Mo Salah last night wins PFA Player of the Year. Obviously, it's a huge thing for him, and he, and he looked made up. But it's, is it is it big for the club as well? Because it feels like that to me. Obviously, it takes Jordan Henderson down with him, which I thought was a nice thing to do. There's quite a lot of the, the, the PR team and stuff who were noticed in pictures as well, enjoying the night. Does it feel like a win for the club? Does the club feel positive when stuff like this happens? It does. The club feels positive at the moment in general. Yeah, I mean, I, My job, I get to be around Melwood
1: more than ever. That, a J and you do get that positive vibe. I've, I've been at Melwood other times when I was a journalist and you can feel like it wasn't right and it's just that sense where anyone goes into the room it's like when you're 12 and you go in the house and you've been having a fight and you just walked in at the end of it. and you know something's gone wrong you don't know what it is but the atmosphere just stinks and then there's other times you go in and something's gone on you don't know why everything's so good at Liverpool it, that's where it is there is an absolute buzz about the place at the minute uh, there's a feeling of anything's possible and, and yeah on Mel on, uh, yeah there is a feeling that this is a win for the club for the supporters for, for everyone involved to have a player at the peak of his powers, it's vindication of a lot of things, I suppose. It's vindication of the, the that the Sans Fair strategy that brought him in. I remember, remember last summer, and, and I'm, I'm not uh, someone who doesn't have these thoughts, but there were, there were plenty of people who, uh, as we said, your man, I thought that's a lot of money to pay for him. Are we sure he's going to do it? Is he at that level? Yeah, and then within, within four or five months ago, we got a bargain there. And another few months further on we're thinking we may have won the greatest signs Liverpool so it's a vindication of that kind of strategy it's a vindication of the players I think as well I don't think enough is written or said uh, and i would include myself in this in, in, in the past that the people on the playing side who work incredibly hard to make players feel welcome so they can settle in we're now seeing players at the ground running Liverpool were not having that bedding in period so much you're seeing players come in you go oxlade Chamberlain was probably a month and within a month, everyone's going, Oh, I can see where they got in. Yeah, and he came in with low confidence. If you remember his first game, Leicester away, and he was struggling within a month. You're and now you're at him going, Wow, anything's possible with this mm. lad. Uh, Mo Salah's that he's coming hit the ground run, but that's because the network with the players is so strong. And, the, and Jordan Henderson being there, obviously, Mo's inviting. Them, but Jordan going down's a big thing that that that's to me underlines what Jordan is as a person as, and as a, a player and as a captain. He is a leader of this group and, and there's a lot of people question his captaincy and <coughs> I, 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 everyone's got got right to their point of view and we've got different types of leadership, different types of captains. But when, when you see him the way he is with the lads, the way he looks after them, the way he will do that with Mo, no, yeah, I'll come down here. We've got a massive game on Tuesday but I need to be with there we you your club captain. I thought that picture was... was a really compelling one. Yeah. And a lot of people saw Mo with the trophy, but the more important one for me was in with Jordan Henderson. Because that's again, that leadership is what is one of the reasons why the pool are doing so well this season, why we're uh, about to embark in the European Cup semi final, which could take us to, to a final. So, all those things, it is yet, yeah, but also the supporters, the supporters have taken to Mo. And it's not just that he scores goals. That is the biggest help you can ever have as a footballer score goals and make things happen on the pitch. He feels loved at Liverpool, and I do think there's that thing, that connection, that when it happens between our supporters and the player, it feels really special for the player, and they probably couldn't put it into words, but Mo does feel it, like he feels that back, and I don't think that there's any surprise that he's playing as well as he does, that these things are connected, and that's why my job, and it's not me, my job is so important, the connection between supporters and players at Liverpool is vital. And you can't overstate that, and we see it on these European nights, but we're also increasingly seeing it now at league games. So when Mo Salah goes out there and feels a million dollars, loves hearing his song being sung, it does impact on him positively. And so that goes to a lot of them. So yeah, it feels like a win for the whole well, club. He's got the trophy and it. It's his by right, and no one should say it's ours to share or anything like that. But it does feel like we're a part of something in which an individual can flourish and become what I would say is the best player in the country, and maybe even the best player in Europe at the minute.
0: Great stuff. Huge thanks to Tony for coming in and doing all that with us. And now back to the lads.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.